0: Welcome back to Overdue. I'm Mrs. Watts, your annex librarian.
1: And I'm Coach Hill, your main building librarian. In today's episode, we start getting ready for summer.
0: All right, let's talk about some books. Um, so I think I mentioned last time I just recently purchased this book because it was on the Barnes and Noble, like book of the month list. And it just was, it was also,
1: it had a brief stint on the, for the YA section of the New York times bestseller list. Yes,
0: it looked good. So it's called a magic steeped in poison by Judy Lynn. Um, and it's about, um, a girl named Ning, her mother. Well, let me back up. She, I can't say what she is. It's like, um, uh, it's not witchcraft. She has magic in in tea, in making tea and giving it like a healing property or or something else. There's kind of just no end to what they can do through tea. Um, it's like shanong she or something like that is what they're called. I just don't want to. Butcher it, but I may have just done that. Um, sh- her mother practiced and was very, very good at it and has been teaching her, but her mother just passed so it's away. a learned
1: thing, not a, um, not a, a little an bit inherited of inherited thing.
0: Like you have to apprentice, but there's also You're
1: not born with like, it
0: magic within you that kind oh, okay? So it's a little bit of both. Um, but in their area, people. Uh, they've been receiving like poison tea bricks. And so her mother passes away from a poison tea brick and she carries a little bit of guilt because she saw like a serpent in the tea and didn't pay more attention to it. So she feels responsible, but then also her sister is sick and poisoned and dying. And so there is a contest throughout the kingdom, um, for all the Shenangshi to come to the, um, empire like the empress and become the shonshi for the empire so kind of the head and um so she feels like this is an opportunity for her to ask a favor of the empress if she wins the competition to save her sister does that make sense i feel like i'm talking in circles
1: i'm 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 following
0: you're you're, you're trying to follow but i can tell it's difficult i'm not saying it well but um she is trying to save her sister's life by going to compete to become the best Shinongxi in the Empire. Um, and she she goes, she competes. there I can't explain all of the different twists and turns, but basically the competition is sort of rigged. There's a threat to the Empress and it's just all intertwined. It is such a good book. cool um i know i'm not doing it justice which i feel like is a trend on (laughs) when i'm talking about them that's not true um
1: sometimes it's hard with a really good it's hard to to, uh, explain why you liked it so much there
0: are so many good things going on just the conflicts and the characters and the setting i mean it was a great book i got to the end of it and i could tell by the last like i only had 20 pages left and i could tell this is not going to resolve like I, it has to be the first. And sure enough, it is the first in a series. So the next one comes out in August and okay. we'll be purchasing it. Um, but yeah, it was just a great book. Cool. Really enjoyed it and wish I could have expressed it a little bit better. That's but okay. Anyway, tell I me thought, what you have. Well, I've
1: thought zero about what I'm going to say here. Um, I read Last Night at the Telegraph Club by Melinda Lowe. Um, this is about, this is a book about a girl named Lily. She's a senior in high school. Um, She is Chinese American. Uh, She lives in Chinatown in San Francisco in the 1950s. And so there's a lot of um, historical elements in this book, including, uh, you know, like the Red Scare, like McCarthyism. Mm -hmm. Um, There's flashbacks to World War II. Um, And then there's also... um, some discrimination racially because she's Chinese. But uh, I guess the, really the plot of the story, you know, intertwined with all of these historical elements is that um, Lily is realizing that she's gay. Okay. Um, and both because of the time period, the 1950s sure. and because of her kind of Chinese cultural expectations. Um, it's almost beyond taboo. Wow. So she ends up, so there's this, there's another girl at her school that she's known that they've kind of, you know, they've in the same grade, they've known each other, but they've never really been friends. Mm-hmm. Um, but long story short, they end up connecting uh, through the fact that they're, that they're both gay, that they're lesbians. Okay. Um, And her friend, Kath is, is maybe a little bit more comfortable with it. Uh, whereas Lily is again, she almost as if she feels ashamed. Mm -hmm. Um, and so the book is about, um, her kind of
0: working through that, working through
1: that. And, um, you know, maybe connecting with new people and also disconnecting with friends that she's had her whole life, which Mm -hmm. is part of growing up anyways. Mm -hmm. Um, Not an
0: easy part of growing up. No, it's not.
1: Um, so the telegraph club, you know, the book's called last night at the telegraph club. So the book, almost opens with Lily seeing an ad in a newspaper for a male impersonator at a club called the Telegraph Club. This, this, uh, uh, woman impersonating someone named Tommy Andrews. Um, and it just, it makes her feel a certain way and it Mm kind of, you know, she realizes that maybe it doesn't make other people feel a certain way. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and ultimately at some point in the book, she and Kath end up going to the Telegraph Club to see Tommy Andrews perform. Um, and so, it's 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 hard for me to describe um, what happens in the book, because it's it's almost one of those books where like a lot of things happen, but nothing happens. Sure, uh, it's really just kind of a, a glimpse into what life may have been like for a um, gay Chinese yeah. woman in the like, 1950s. You know yeah, what I mean?
0: It sounds like it's a lot about just that. Um, Her identity and relationships. Absolutely. Like just working through that, which isn't super eventful, but it has it a lot of.
1: Right. And it was real. You know, the author uh, in the author's notes talks about some readings that she read that kind of maybe not inspired the book, but really helped guide the book. Mm -hmm. Um, So one of the other things is Lily is also, you know, there's another historical element is the space race. Okay. Um, And Lily's really, her aunt works at the uh, Jet Propulsion Laboratory. Lily wants to kind of get into that. Mm -hmm. um, So the author says some of the books she read was Rise of the Rocket Girls, the Women Who Propelled Us from Missiles to the Moon to Mars, Um, but then also Wide Open Town, A History of Queer San Francisco Mm -hmm. to 1965, Um, All Out, The No Longer Secret Stories of Queer Teens, and so forth, and just... Uh, it's almost this very like hyper-focused mm-hmm. look on what on what uh, one particular subgroup's life may have been like in this sure. time period, which is interesting.
0: It's really cool to hear that note. And it seems like the author just took some – like imagined from real people and real events, which it sounds silly as I'm saying it. But it's really cool that someone reads a book or reads about something and creates – a story based on that. Right. Like I don't feel like I would be strong in that. Right. It's cool to, and I believe, to see that. Yeah.
1: When I read the notes, I think she said that this story started as a short story mm-hmm. and it was published and whatever. And then it kind of grew into this I would novel. be interested to read that
0: yeah. short story.
1: It was interesting. Um, it was also interesting because, you know, Lily and, and is experiencing a lot of uh, discrimination because racially and because of her identity. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is a book from the 1950s and, and 70 years later. Um, whereas maybe a lot has changed as I was reading, I couldn't some help but think haven't. some things haven't, mm-hmm. uh, which which was just uh, frightening, maybe is yeah. the right word. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was a good book. I enjoyed reading it. Um, yeah, it was just, it had a lot of historical elements kind of wrapped in the. It sounds and, and, like and it. And I didn't know necessarily if all of them uh, contributed to the story any more than just kind of highlighting what was going on in the time period. For example, her father, um, was accused of kind of maybe being a a communist sympathizer in a way, um, and had his, his papers taken. Um, and that kind of never resolves at the end of the book. Uh, there's a, there's a couple of things that don't resolve at the end of the book, uh, namely, uh, Lily's relationship with her family, um,
0: Which honestly is probably accurate. I'm sure there were sure. many people that experienced that and it wasn't resolved. Yeah, like it may just be highlighting that. Yeah, or just an element.
1: Yeah, it made student. you think about a lot of things. Yeah, made you think about a lot of things for these people, uh, seventy years ago. But like I said, also currently. Hmm. Um. So yeah, I enjoyed reading it. Well, good. I enjoyed reading it. last night at the Telegraph Club uh, by Melinda Lowe. So we'll take a short break. And then we have each. We're, we're going to get into our summer reading selections. Yep. So last year we each picked a book for ourselves, and then the other person picked a book for us also. Mhm. Um, and we didn't do so hot on our summer reading last year. No. Um, so this year we're going to do better, and uh, we've each picked three books for the other person, and they get to choose two.
0: Mhm.
1: So uh, maybe during the break. We'll look at them mm-hmm.
0: and then come back, and, and then we'll come
1: back and, and talk about the, Tell tell you what the three were, and then tell you what the two choices were. I like it. So you picked for me uh, Rangers Apprentice, uh, book one, The Ruins of Gorlan or Gorlin. I don't know, by John Flanagan. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you look at the back, there's a whole lot of Rangers Apprentice books. It's a long series. Also Dry by Neil Schusterman and Jared Schusterman. And then In the, In the Wild Light by Jeff Zentner. Didn't you read the other one? Yes. Okay. You, you, Jeff Settner, you said local author. Yep. Okay. Don't you have a connection to him or no? No. Oh.
0: I met him at the, our conference. Oh, okay, maybe that's what I'm thinking but of. At Tassel, I wouldn't say that's
1: a connection. Connection is the wrong word.
0: Yes, but yes, I'm, I met him at. It's our, not
1: just some random person.
0: No. Yeah, it was a local author and illustrator panel mm-hmm. at our Tassel conference. We yes. Okay.
1: Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna. I'll read that one in the Wild Light by Jeff Zentner. Uh, realistic fiction Mm -hmm. set in Tennessee, you know, Mm -hmm. local author, that makes sense. Um, so I'll take that one home.
0: It's also like at the top of several book lists. Okay. So it's highly reviewed and it it sounds like it's favorable. Cool.
1: And then I'm going to read dry.
0: I thought that one by by the Schustermans. Mm -hmm. I,
1: I do like, and I haven't read one in a while, but I do like, uh, like realistic dystopian novels mm-hmm. right so the dystopian setting here is that the world's going dry like water's mm-hmm. running out um i mean i have a couple of non-fiction books about water running out right um recently not recently but the last one my, my one of my favorite uh like realistic dystopians is uh, american war uh which is about like a second civil war mm-hmm. in our country so i mean i mean that as opposed to like um say something like the hunger games or something where it's got a little bit of almost fantasy in it also yes
0: that makes total sense Uh,
1: these more kind of realistic and at least this appears to be that yeah i will i went through several books and
0: when i found out what that one was about it sounded like something you might enjoy yeah so i hope you do
1: little shades of climate change yeah uh, American war had that also like yeah. Florida didn't exist in that book anymore because of rising seawaters. Right. Um, so yeah, Rangers Apprentice book one, I'll be honest. I just don't really want to get tied into a series of two, four, six, eight, ten 10 books.
0: Yeah, I get that. And if
1: I really like it, mm-hmm. then you got to stick around for nine more books. Yep. Uh, and I'm liking bouncing around right now. That so is
0: totally fair.
1: We'll keep this one on your shelf for the summer.
0: Sounds good. All right. You picked for me Daisy Jones and the Six by Taylor Jenkins Reid, which I didn't – she's also the author of The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo. We have that book, and it has been all over TikTok, book lists. And Malibu Rising, which I also have down there. Yep. Yes. So I'm excited to – potentially see what she has um the other book or the second book is today tonight tomorrow by rachel lynn solomon this is a book i've actually looked at picking for our reading this year and it has been checked out a lot
1: yeah it's ya romance Mm -hmm. uh and it was the runner up uh for the vsba awards this year the winner was uh the inheritance games
0: Mm mm-hmm Ironically enough,
1: which I talked about on which a, you've about. Yeah. I think
0: we talked about on two episodes. Actually. Well, because
1: I read the next one, and yep. then the third one comes out in August, I believe. Are you going to get it? Absolutely, yeah.
0: absolutely. All right, the third one you picked is Firebreak by Nicole Corners Stace Stacy. I'm not sure. Um, It looks very sci-fi, maybe dystopian. Um, Looks like it's it's based on gaming, kind of a girl based on the cover it looks like she is heavily involved in uh, a war game and gets drawn into it kind of a a a suspense too because the girl goes missing it looks interesting and i kind of want to push myself to try this because it's so outside of what i would go for but it is summer and i don't know (laughs) full transparency that i want to struggle so (laughs) (laughs) Fair. <laughs> I think I'm going to go with today, tonight, tomorrow and Daisy Jones and the six, but I'm definitely going to keep my eyes on Firebreak. So if I would have for... picked
1: what two you were going to pick, it was be those two. Is yeah. The same, same for me. Same yeah, for I mean, you. like I grabbed those two first and then I was like, I need to get a third book because we said mm-hmm. we were doing three. And then I grabbed a couple and then ended up with Firebreak, kind of expecting for you to not choose the third book.
0: I, I do want to put that on my list for next year, though. I need mm-hmm. to expand. Um. My interests in into Did that you read genre. any
1: sci-fi this year?
0: Um, I mean, the selection was dystopian, but not sure. sci-fi. Um, I don't think I read any sci-fi this year, if I'm remembering correctly.
1: I didn't read much either. I read The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Yeah, um, that may have been it.
0: Right. It's
1: which is a little atypical for me, but yes. Like I said, I mean, I was really enjoyed bouncing around a lot this year.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I mean, I, we. Do, did fantasy and like i said dystopian and i read my
1: first romance novel this year your
0: first romance novel yep um but all great options i'm excited to see what we come back with and yeah so
1: So next week um will be our final or next episode excuse me mm -hmm. will be our final episode of the school year we wrapping things up um and we will be we're kind of just doing it now but we'll be recapping kind of everything we read this year
0: Picking out uh, our favorites. Yeah, maybe
1: picking out a, a top three. It's going to
0: be hard to pick. Yeah. We read a lot of good books this year.
1: Maybe talk about our least favorite. We uh, could do that. Just to yeah, just to wrap up the year and kind of recap uh, everything we read this year.
0: I'll be looking forward to it. But right now it's time for us to check out. Be sure to follow us on Instagram and TikTok at BDP underscore library. Check out our YouTube channel, BDP Library for book talks and vlogs and shares with a friend.
1: And for one more time this school year, don't forget to check back with us every other Wednesday for the next episode of Overdue. Make time to read. Thanks for listening.